1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Well, new research shows that over the next decade, family-friendly, climate-friendly homes need to be built in the province to keep up with a growing number of new families. That's right, Tina, and joining us next is the author of that research, Dr. Mike Moffat, Senior Director, Policy and Innovation at Smart Prosperity Institute. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Mike. Uh, thank you for having me. Mike, tell us first about your work at Smart Prosperity Institute. Yeah, so the Smart Prosperity Institute is housed at the University of Ottawa, and uh, we research any issue where we can get better economic and environmental performance at the same time. And nothing is more important to those two issues than where people live and the availability of housing. So we we all know we've had a... You know, just an absolutely bananas uh, real estate market for years, and we wanted to know if that was likely to continue. So we looked at some population forecasts uh, from uh, the Ontario Ministry of Finance. Uh, we saw that uh, over 2.2 million people are extra people are expected to, to be in Ontario over the next 10 years. We looked at how old they are, what their gender was, uh, and put it all together, and we found that. Over the next 10 years, about 920,000 new families we could expect to be formed uh, in the province. And given existing housing shortages uh, that already exist, that we are going to need uh, approximately 1 million new homes, net new homes across Ontario of all forms, uh, if we are going to house that growing number of families. Those seem like very huge numbers, Dr. Mike. So where do we go from here? You know, where do we take this information and what do we do with it? Well, I, I think the first thing we need to do is sort of admit we have a problem. I think uh, there's been sort of too much discussion about uh, all of the sort of other things that are driving uh, the real estate market. No, those do exist. Uh, but I think, you know, in order to, to meet that challenge, we have to first admit it. So what we've done in this report is we've uh, split Ontario into 49 different uh, regions. So you know, York and Peel and Toronto, all the way to Windsor, Essex and, and Kenora uh, to provide data for policymakers of how many new families are going to be formed over the next 10 years. But it is absolutely a challenge uh, to build, consistently build 100,000 homes uh, every single year. We haven't done that in my lifetime, and I've got a lot of gray hair. So it's going to take a lot of work uh, from, you know, changes in public policy to making sure that uh, we have uh, enough builders, uh, enough electricians and carpenters to make this happen. And one of the other challenges is going to be the infrastructure surrounding this. So not only improving transit, but roadways, uh, you know, waterworks, and and everything that goes into subdivisions. How do you see that playing out? And, and is this a reason? Is the cost of the infrastructure the reason we haven't heard a lot about this uh, with platform promises from parties? 
Well, I, I'm hoping we hear it more in, in 2022 uh, from all the, the provincial parties. But absolutely, uh, this is this is going to cost money. Um, this is this is going to be a challenge. But uh, we also know that there are so many families needing needing homes, and there's so much economic activity that comes from the construction and real real estate sector. So, yes, it will it will be a challenge to do this. Yes, it will cost money, but it will be more expensive not to do it. It will be more expensive if we continue to have a shortage of homes, not enough uh, places for people, to, not not and hope uh, for us to be able to attract and retain the talent that Ontario needs. Uh, we saw in the last three months, according to Statistics Canada, Ontario lose population to other provinces due to a shortage of homes. So this is, you know, this is going to be a challenge, but it's, it's absolutely one uh, worth, you know, worth, worth fighting. Now, it's not only about uh, the need for housing, but it's also about affordable housing. You know, is it about driving until you qualify or driving until you find something that you can afford? Does that mean moving completely out of Toronto and the GTA? Well, we're, we're, we're already seeing that. So in the last year before the pandemic, the 12 months before the pandemic, we saw on net 60,000 people uh, leave Toronto and the Peel region, so just, just those two areas, not, not including York or anywhere else, uh, to other parts uh, of the province. And they were primarily young families. The most common age to leave Toronto and Peel is zero. It's kids under 12 months. So what happens is, you know, mom and dad are, are living in a one-bedroom apartment somewhere, um, you know, the, the baby's coming or a baby's arrived, and they're just looking and say, okay, this isn't going to work. So they're looking for a family-friendly home, and there's nothing within their price range. So they're often uh, having to drive very far away. And this is not just, you know, driving to a Milton or a Hamilton or that kind of thing. You know, the fastest-growing uh, places uh, in Ontario are places like Thorold near St. Catharines, like Tilsonburg. There was a new report that actually just came out today showing that of the 290 communities in Canada and the United States with over half a million people, London, Ontario is the seventh fastest growing community. And that's largely due to this out-migration from Toronto. So we would like to see sort of uh, more housing balance that if we have more family-friendly housing in the GTA, then we can sort of spread out the population growth a little bit and not have these big out-migrations to Kitchener-Waterloo and London and Brantford and so on. And, uh, you know, I stalked you on Twitter, and you had a very informative graph uh, a couple of weeks ago with housing starts compared to family formations and how it's been over the years. And the period from... 2018 until now, it seems like we are not hitting our goal at all if we have a goal of housing starts, and and that's where the shortfall is starting from. How do you convince builders to build more? Well, I, I think builders would love to build more. I, I don't think they need uh, convincing, and if they, if they do, I invite them to, to, to read this report, and we did this report in, in conjunction uh, with the Ontario Home Builders, or at least with support from the, the Ontario Home Builders. So I don't think it's home builders that need to be convinced. It's, uh, it, it's more of a regulatory issue that uh, it's, it's hard to build, you know, particularly the sort of missing middle in, in Toronto that uh, the families are, are looking for. But you're right that uh, we've had massive population growth. So over the last 
five years or so, uh, we added an extra 300,000 people relative to the previous five years. But we only built an extra 30,000 housing units, and those were almost entirely one-bedroom units. So do the math there, that 300,000 extra people living in 30,000 one-bedroom apartments, you know, sort of 10 people uh, per one-bedroom unit. So the math just doesn't work there, right? It's We need to have more housing to be able to, to house everybody because we have all of these arrangements uh, from, you know, kids living in their parent basement to rooming houses to you name it, that we have all of these sort of unstable housing uh, arrangements that uh, we need to solve through more of all types of housing, including and especially affordable housing. So what's the next step for this report and research? Does it go to the province? Have they talked to you about this? What happens next? Yes. So we've had a a fantastic discussion with Minister Clark, who's been aware of of this research and and thanked us for our numbers. So we've been, uh, we're starting to do a sort of a tour of Ontario. We're we're talking to different sort of city councils um, and and other community groups. So I've spoken to the mayor of St. Thomas. I was in London, Ontario, uh, gave a presentation in Brantford, uh, another one uh, to Barrie City Council. So that's what we're trying to do. Here. And I think actually that's one of the big sort of values of this report is it doesn't just look at Ontario as a whole. It it goes sort of county by county. So you know, look at you know, we can look at the numbers for, for an Ottawa or Kenora or, or Essex. And I think that's particularly important because that's where the action is going to happen. It, it's really going to be at the municipal level. And when we see uh, a lot of the buildings going vertical, the building going vertical in terms of condominiums. We're starting to see more three-bedroom condos uh, creep up, and, and we haven't seen that for uh, you know the last 10 years or so, but more so now, uh, focus on two-bedrooms and three-bedrooms. Do you see that playing a larger role as we move forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think we are going to need more of those forums. And we were sort of very uh, specific in, in this report that we weren't talking just about uh, you know, single detached. Uh, we, we're basically saying anything that's sort of a family-sized unit, anything that's sort of larger than, than two bedrooms. And, and our numbers are suggesting that we're going to need about 700,000 of that, you know, 900,000 to a million that are going to have to be those three-bedroom or, or larger because that's where the growth is coming from. Uh, the growth in, in our population is largely due to immigration and uh, increase in the number of international students who often stay. This has been a fantastic thing. They, they've really revitalized our community. They bring so much to our economy, so much socially, um, and they're, they're wanting to have families. And we need to make sure that th- this is a, a place uh, where you can raise a family. So that's why we tongue-in-cheek called this report, Baby Needs a New Home, because that's, that's the type of housing that we need. And what if these issues are not addressed? What if nothing changes? Well, I, I think if nothing changes, uh, again, we're going to lose talents uh, to, to the rest of North America. If we're not planning for growth, and I think this is one of the big things for growth, if we're not planning for growth, then there's just going to be these these stresses. There's just going to be, uh, you know, 20-somethings saying, like, this this just isn't, isn't worth it. We need to build more homes. And what we start worrying about uh, at Smart Prosperity is that we start losing a lot more farmland and a lot 
lot more protected green spaces because we didn't build those sort of missing middle and other forms like that. So, you know, for us to be able to have uh, the, the farmland that we have, we're already losing 175 acres every day to developments. Uh, for us to be able to protect uh, important wetlands and things like that, we need to make sure that there's enough housing because otherwise the political pressure will just be too great from 20-somethings who feel that they've been they've been cheated. And at some level, I think they have. Um, it's just not politically, economically, or so, uh, socially sustainable to price an entire generation out of the housing market. Hmm. Great points, Mike. And if people want to read the full report, where can they find it? Yeah, so our website is it is institute.prosperity.ca, and the uh, report is right on our front page. Uh, it's already getting a lot of traffic, uh, so, you know, we put it out right in front. So I would highly encourage it. And, I, again, I think one of the, the things that your listeners will find of value is this sort of regional uh, dive-down. So it's a big report, but it's 49 different regions, so uh, the reader can go, you know, flip to wherever they live and, and find out uh, what's going on there. And it's a fabulous report. You did a great job. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, educating our uh, listeners and ourselves. Thank you for having me. After the break, the Property Brothers are helping Canadians buy, move, and sell stress-free. That story is coming up. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Our next guest is Anshul Ruparel, CEO of Properly, and he's here to tell us all about this new partnership with the Property Brothers. Anshul, before we get started about the Property Brothers, tell our listeners a little bit about Properly and how it works. Hi, I got this. So Properly is a modern Toronto-based real estate brokerage that is transforming the home buying and selling process with unique tools and technology. Properly arms customers with the data they need and unlocks equity they already own to make real estate customer-centric, simple, and, and stress-free. We're the only brokers that will help you buy, move, and then sell so that you can buy your next home as soon as you find it and avoid living through the staging and listing process or taking the risk of holding two mortgages. And so, Ancha, what can you tell us about the tech-enabled real estate process? What exactly does that mean? Uh, so there's, there's a bunch of different components to it that I can jump into. What we're probably best known for on the technology side is is a, a tool that we've created called the Instant Estimate, which is Canada's most accurate free home value calculator. Powered by artificial intelligence, the Instant Estimate factors in things like historical sold data, proximity to services, customized home facts, and other economic factors to let GTA-based homeowners track the estimated market value for their homes. Um, and by providing custom estimates, the instant estimate helps people to determine the best time to sell, to set their buying budgets, and to track their net worth with the, a real-time valuation of what's probably their, their single biggest asset their home. And actually, recently I uh, saw a properly sign in uh, our neighborhood here, and it was interesting because the people had moved out and then the property was renovated. The renovations, were they covered by properly, or how did that work, and what type of value did the consumer get in return? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked about that. So we, so the, the experience of working with Properly, uh, if you use our, our flagship service, which is called Sale Assurance, is one where 
will help you go and find your next home, and you'll work with the top-rated property agent. And uh, once you've made an offer and actually closed on the purchase of that home and moved into it, we'll then list your existing home on the market. We're able to facilitate that because our sales strength lets you unlock your home equity before the home's actually sold. And so because you're now living in your new home, we're able to repair and clean and actually stage your home uh, in a pretty seamless way. And we have a, a service called Properly Polish uh, through which we provide our customers access to an interest-free advance for up to $20,000 to fund home repairs. And so you can renovate the home so that it sells to the highest possible price without having to fund the cash needed to do so. And that's just repaid out of the, out of the sale proceeds. And so it sounds like uh, one of your neighbors took advantage of a properly polished, which is, is becoming one of our most popular products. And Anshul, can you tell us, how did the decision to work with Drew and Jonathan Scott come about? Properly and the Scott brothers have a shared mission of making the home buying and selling process simpler and stress-free. So the partnership felt from the beginning like a natural fit. Um, the brothers have been helping Canadians get their dream homes for over a decade and now alongside properly. I think that they're excited about the idea of bringing that TV magic to the lives of everyday Canadian homeowners that are searching for that perfect home. Um, and properly, our, our long-term goal is to transform the real estate process across all of Canada and to put the customer at the center of the experience and the Scott brothers' experience and the trust that Canadians have in them to help them on their real estate journey will ultimately help us to reach even more Canadians as we expand uh, within Toronto and across the country. And the Scott brothers are actually investors in your company, too. Tell us what they bring to the table and uh, how that benefits your consumer. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah, so they're not just ambassadors. They're, they're partners in the business and, and investors as well. And then for your, for your listeners, you may not be as familiar with them. Drew is a, Drew Scott is a licensed real estate agent, and Jonathan Scott is a general contractor, and together... The, the twin brothers are, are both Canadian or are better known as the Property Brothers, um, which is it comes from their hit show on HGTV where they make real estate um, dreams a reality for a lot of Canadian families. Um, and they're popular for a reason. They make real estate understandable and fun. They've seen and heard all the stories and experienced all the headaches associated with the traditional real estate process, having to sleep on your parents' couch while your home gets listed, feeling pressure to buy a home you don't love or, or feeling out of touch with what your home is worth, just to name a few. And I think that they think, and then we believe as well, that with their decade-plus of experience in the real estate industry, coupled with our technology tools, amazing agents, and end-to-end experience that takes the stress out of the home buying selling process, it'll make a significant impact on many Canadians. And so you said, you know, that real estate can be intimidating and challenging. What specifically are they going to do for the consumer? Um, so there's some things I can share now, and there's some things that we're keeping uh, a surprise for a little bit later. But they, uh, they'll be working closely with us to help us evolve and innovate our service so that we're able to take the best of what they've developed um, in their 10-plus years of experience and on their shows and to allow our customers to access it every time that they're working with one of our agents to buy or sell a home, um, as well as hosting events and, and being um, ambassadors for the brand publicly. Um, and then there's, there's small fun things as well. For example, right now, there's actually a contest that we're hosting um, to sell the top of the properly. And so if you work with a property agent to complete a purchase or sale of a home in the GTA before the end of the year, then you'll automatically be entered into uh, a chance to win both a $25,000 cash prize, but also a private consultation with the brothers where they'll help to, to share design tips as you, as you work on one of the rooms in, in your new home. 
and Enschel for the people that want more information about the process or about your home evaluation, where can they find that? So the, the best place to go is uh, to find out anything about our offerings or the exciting new partnership with the Scott Brothers uh, is to, to go visit us at properly.ca. That's awesome, Marshall. Great to have you back on and looking forward to seeing what the Property Brothers uh, and Properly will be uh, doing in the future. Thank you so much. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin in Thornhill with a question from James. He wants to know whether a fixed or variable rate is best as he prepares to renew his mortgage. Asif, what do you think? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, it really depends on the tolerance that you have, the risk tolerance that you have, because... Over time, variable has proven to be pretty good. But what we're seeing is uh, when variable and fixed start to meet each other, sometimes it's safe for for people to take the fixed. So it really depends on your appetite for risk and uh, how prepared you are for the fluctuations because in the end, variable always proves to be a little bit better. And who can help James make these kinds of decisions? Is it just someone at the bank or B lender? It would be at a bank or a mortgage broker. The mortgage brokers deal with uh, all different banks and lenders. So anyone that you're comfortable with, uh, we have some in-house people as well that uh, we recommend, and they've uh, they've been really good with our clients. And, uh, again, it, when you're picking a mortgage, whether it's variable or fixed, you want to have the right product to fit your needs. So you want to be able to talk to a mortgage broker, tell them what you want to do long-term, and have them match a mortgage to your needs. All right, our next question comes from Frances in Markham. She wants to know her options to clear the clutter as she prepares to sell. Her home does not have a garage, so is the basement an option for storage? Asif. Again, great question. And yeah, some people do use the basement. It depends on is your basement finished? Is it unfinished? You want to be If it's unfinished, you want to leave it uh, out from the walls so that people can see the walls and make sure there's no leaks or anything coming in. And uh, if you do have a finished basement and you can find a room that you can store things in, that would be great. But we've also had people rent storage units. Now, through COVID, storage units are very hard to find because Mm -hmm. they're pretty much all sold out uh, in northern New York region. So you want to be able to find a storage unit, maybe even go closer to where you're moving and get a storage unit there and put all the stuff that you're not going to be using in storage. That'll help you later on, too, because you can just pick things up at the storage unit and move it to your new home. So lots of different ideas. And, uh, again, like if your basement is finished and has a room, that's a great idea. If it's unfinished, that's good, too. And what's the approximate budget for a storage unit? It depends on the size. Uh, a smaller unit is probably about $300 a month or so. And uh, it goes up from there. And then, you know, there's uh, different types of units. There's cooled units. There's climate-controlled units. There's uh, uh, units that are gated. So it really depends on 
what you're storing in there, first of all, and uh, how long you'll be storing it. And is this a good idea in the long run in terms of selling Francis's home and and making sure that the clutter is kind of cleared away? Or do you think that, you know, if you just pile it at one end of the room, you should be fine and those prospective, you know, buyers could have a real sense of what the home looks like? It depends on the size of the Mm. home. If it's a smaller home, you want to get rid of it as quick as you can to allow people to walk through it and imagine themselves in that space. If it's a larger home, then, yeah, you can store it in a corner of the room and it won't really matter because people will get the gist of what the space is like. But in smaller homes and townhouses, semi-detached, even the smaller detached homes, you want to get that out. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Okay, now they can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.